Thank you for choosing to listen to today's message by Reverend Dr. David Entry. We know you will be blessed as you seek and serve God. We believe that this message will stir up a desire for more of God, even as you listen. Be blessed. The Aaronic high priest, the high priest that was modeled after Aaron, was a temporal high priest. It was a recovery service high priest. It was just temporal because when God created man, watch this, when God created man, his purpose for creating man was after. So God made man in his image. He made man in his image so that the purpose was that so he can put himself into man. So he will fit into man and normal. But before God could say Jack, sin has taken over. So God has to put a system in place to manage his relationship with man because God is a righteous God and can accommodate sin. And so he has to punish sin. He has to deal with sin and and yet keep man. So he put in a rescue program. But the rescue program, recovery program, took over 4,000 years from Adam to Christ. It took a long time because it was a comprehensive major one. So it had to take time. God first had to call Abraham. And from Abraham, create a special seed. Because Abraham's body was dead. Sarah's womb was dead. So they couldn't have a child. And so he spoke the word. And the word went into the womb of Sarah. And empowered the womb of Sarah. She received strength and conceived. And gave birth to Isaac. And now Sarah, okay, I can start with Isaac. Isaac also got married. Rebecca. And Rebecca had children. He said, I want the second one. Called Jacob. And then he got Jacob. Worked with Jacob. And I said, now I'm ready to start a race. So from Jacob, he changed his name to Israel. And he said, this will be the prototype. The people through whom I will prepare. And so Israel, for generations upon generations, when you read Matthew, it tells you the generations of Jesus. The generation upon generation upon generation upon generation upon generation. Until Galatians 4, 4 said, when the fullness of time was come, Christ, God sent forth his son, born of the woman, born under the law. So Christ was born under the law because he gave them the law just to keep them in relationship with him. And he instituted what is called the priesthood system. So that the priesthood system, when they sinned, they break God's law, the priesthood system was there to appease God or to cover their sins before God so that God can still continue business with them as usual. So that priesthood system was not original. In other words, that priesthood system was temporal measure put in place until God himself comes to find a way to put himself back into man. And he said, I don't need that priesthood system again. And so the ironic priesthood was, was, was put in place to offer sacrifices for sin. I taught you last week. To offer sacrifices for sins. Now, but unfortunately... The sacrifices for sin they were offering was predicated on blood of bulls and goats because it required blood to appease God. But the blood of bulls and goats couldn't do the job because you are higher than a a goat. Aren't you? Even though in certain systems, people treat you like their, their dogs are better. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
And so God put the system in place, but that system was just temporal. First, it was a temporal system to handle a temporal problem. So that system itself couldn't deal with the temporal problem. But God put it in place so that when he is coming to do it, he modeled it after his righteousness. He modeled the Aaronic priesthood after his demands so that when he's coming to do it, he will do it according to the Aaronic priesthood to cover sins or to take away sins. So when Jesus showed up, he said, that John the Baptist said, behold the Lamb of God, John chapter 1 verse 29, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. So he came and carried away the sin problem. And now what are you left with? A sinless Man, into whom God can now enter. Now, if you didn't get it. So those of us in church, those of us in Christ, those of us who are born again, we are in a position where God, God can now enter us. Anyone who is a Christian is not just a, a, a religious tag or a political, a sociological demarcation. It's actually a reality. Yes, yes. Now, the life I have got in me, I'm born again. If he's born again, the life is got in him, not his human life. But the divine life that flows through his veins is the same divine life that flows through me. How many of you are aware that the electric current flowing through this is the same electric current flowing through this, is the same electric current flowing through that, is the same current. It's the same electricity. So the, the life of God flowing through you, the life of God flowing through me, the life of God flowing through is the same life of God that was flowing, that's flowing through Peter, that's flowing through the TDJs, that's flowing through anywhere. That's, that's, what, us, that's what makes us one. Somebody shout, we are one. It's the same life. Say the same life. It's the same life. The same life of God that flows through us is one. And so, it's, and it's not just an ideological life. It is, an, watch this, I'm about to drop a word here. It is an organic life. Wow. When I say organic, you know the difference between organic and inorganic, or organic and synthetic, organic and some. When something is organic, it has actual life. So our life is connected together. The same, so the same blood that flows in your toe is the same blood that is flowing in your ears. If, they, if a snake bites your ears, it will get into your heart everywhere. Why? Because it's the same blood system. It's an organic, my ear and my toe are organically connected. It's an organic union. Why? Because Christ, after he died on the cross, took away sin. So his priesthood, okay, he came and modeled the temporal, the ironic priesthood, and finished that and removed the temporal problem. So then it should stand that he shouldn't be a priest any longer. Because the purpose for the priesthood, as we know it, has been fulfilled. But when you read, before the Aaronic priesthood was introduced, there was a, a priesthood that came before an Aaronic priesthood. That was the priesthood that blessed Abraham. It's called the Melchizedekan priesthood. The Melchizedekan priesthood is the kingly priesthood. The king, Hebrew chapter 7, verse 1, it said, and this Melchizedek, king of Salem, or king of righteousness, king of Salem, be interpreted king of peace, who met Abraham after the slaughter of the kings and blessed him. Hebrews chapter 7, verse 1. Read it. For this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the most high God, 
who met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him, to whom also Abraham gave Abraham a tenth part, tenth of all. part of all. <laughs> First being translated, king of righteousness. Yes. And then also king this of salary. This man was a priest and was a king. And he, ah, that's where he's going. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He met up Abraham after Abraham had gone for war and slaughtered the kings. He met Abraham and blessed him. He gave him communion, wine, bread and wine, and blessed Abraham. Watch this. So when he came, according to Hebrew, Genesis chapter, uh, chapter 14, verse 18, when this man met Abraham, he ministered to Abraham. He ministered to Abraham. And he says that this is a high priest. Now, our Jesus now has become a high priest after that order. So not the ironic order, but the kingly order, the Melchizedekan order. And we can tell that the Melchizedekan order of high priest comes to minister to us. The ironic order of high priest deals with sin. The Melchizedek order of high priest ministers to us. But ministers what? Jesus is our minister. Remember that. He's our minister. What does he minister to us? He ministers himself into us so that the original purpose of creation for God to be in us, he, that's what he's doing. So that, guess what? He's saturating your being. He's saturating your being with, the, with God himself. He's filling you up as you read your Bible, as you come to church, as you, as you fellowship with brothers, as you pray. What is happening is that he's ministering himself into you. You are being filled with Christ. You are being saturated with Christ. That is the work he's doing now. This takes me to Hebrews chapter 7. Let's go a bit further and I'll show you something and I'll try and close on glory. Someone shout glory. glory. As a matter of fact, would you permit me to go back to Romans before we go to Hebrews chapter 7? Because Romans is a quite interesting text. I, that will not permit me to talk too much, so much about Romans. But I found out that in the Bible, there are, uh, when it comes to God's economy, someone say economy. Say economy. economy. What's economy? Economy is a household administrative program. In other words, how to distribute things for a particular house. All right. So that's why when you say that the economy of the nation, that's talking about how to distribute the resources, manage the resources of the nation so that everybody will benefit and the system doesn't collapse. So God also has an economy. God's economy is how, as he, the father, and his family, his house, how to manage things, how to distribute, how to dispense himself, put himself. So what I am doing, I'm not that important. It is what God is doing that is important. I'm standing here as, as God's agent through whom, as God's, watch this, God's steward, God's minister. A steward is someone who is entrusted with another man's goods and goes and delivers to them. So when you sit on the plane, when the, the flight attendant serves you food, it's not her food. She's not doing you a favor. It's the food you have paid. It's part of the flight. And so you can tell her, can you bring one more Coke? It depends on where you are sitting anyway. Can you? <laughs> Or what sort of flight exactly. you're on? Can you bring me one more Coke? Can you bring me one more of that? Can you bring me uh, crisps? Or oh, the sandwich, you have three more there. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. So a steward, hey! Ephesians chapter 3, verse 2. It says that if you have heard about the dispensation, that's a good word. Dispensation. Someone say dispensation. Are you there? Read it out loud. Read it. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. If indeed you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God. What is dispensation? It's like dispensary. 
dispense. The, some of you have a different translation. If you have opened to Ephesians chapter 3, verse 2, it uses a different word. Some of you use, it uses uh, um, administration. Some of you to use uh, uh, economy. By economy will be rare in some of you, the kind of Bibles you have. And some of you, it will, it will, it will use uh, administration. There's another word. Or uh, sometimes it even use fellowship. Stewardship. Did you see the word I used earlier? Stewardship. Stewardship. So the stewardship of the grace of God. So I'm a steward of God's grace. To stand here, it's not, I'm not powerful. I'm just a container. I'm just a vessel. And my job is to dispense grace into you. Is to dispense grace. And so as I avail myself, God himself is the chief dispenser. God himself is the administrator. And he's dispensing himself. He, that's his economy. So if you, God wants to bless you, he will contact you. He will connect you with a dispenser. You want the blessing of God, switch off that television, that rubbish program, and watch something that will expose you to God. That's how God blesses. When some of you have watched all kinds of movies and all kinds of junk, and see, when you are sick and you can't go to work and you are lying in bed, you are doing yourself great injustice by watching all kinds of junk. Watch some, get some of our DVDs. Get some of the healthy men of God around the world. Get their copeland, Bishop Oyedepo. Get their messages. Be watching. Be feeding your system. As you are doing it, guess what? They are just, dispens- uh, they, they are just channels. They are just, they are just um, stewards. So as you listen to them, God's grace is being dispensed through them into you. My job is to dispense more of Christ into you. The whole creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. Why have, you, how, why have we reduced this thing to some bunch of religious stuff? So, <laughs> there's a lot, man. All right. So, as I was saying, there are three major things that God planned doing. In the, so long as our, our redemption is concerned. Number one is to they whom he foreknew, he also predestinated to be conformed into the image of his son, that he will be the firstborn amongst many brethren. Romans chapter 8, verse 29, he will be the firstborn among many brethren. All right, so those, they who he foreknew, he predestined. And then he said, those he predestined, watch this, that's where the job starts, he called. Okay, Predesti- watch this. Predestination is a plan. Calling is God has taken action. But, okay. Pastor Joe, come. And then he comes. There must be a reason why I called him. Because I just can't call him. He said, yes, you called me. I said, I, I don't know why I called you. Obviously, you can you will tell that there's something wrong with me. So if I call, I take the action, but there must be a, a plan for the calling. All right, there's a purpose. And so predest it says Romans chapter eight, Romans chapter eight, verse um, twenty-eight. It said, "For those he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed into the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn amongst many brethren." Then, then it's okay. So that's the original plan. And then those he called. All right. Those he called, he also are. 
He called you to do what? To justify you. Uh, 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 are you getting it? How many of us are called? Shout, I am justified. Justification just means when you are in Christ now. If you are not in Christ, you are not justified. When you die, you go to hell. That's, that's, in fact, it's serious. It's serious. It doesn't matter the car you drive. It doesn't matter the certificate. It doesn't matter how much you earn. If you die, guaranteed. Uh, but, but sometimes I go to church. No, it still doesn't matter. Because the, the chairs are also in church. All right, watch this. Those... Those he justifies, he does what? Those he calls, he also... Just read it. Moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called. Whom he called... Verse 30, quickly, because of time. Whom he called, these he also justified. Uh-huh. And whom he justified, these he also glorified. So, is that all? What's our de- final... Where are we going? What is the purpose for? Glory. Someone shout Glory. Shall glory. glory. Okay, so then, if Jesus has died for us, why did he die? He died to save us from our sins. That's been done. What else? Bible says that he died once and for all, and that's it. To save us from our sins once and for all. So he's a high priest. He has done, finished the high priest job. But Bible says that we have a high priest. In Hebrews chapter 4, it says that, Chapter 4, verse uh, 13, it says that, for we have a high priest who has passed through the heavens. And then verse 15, it says that, for we do not have a high priest who cannot be sympathized, or who, can, who cannot be touched by the feelings of our infirmities. So we have a high priest. In fact, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19, it said, therefore, uh, let us come boldly. All right? Read it for me. Chapter 10, verse 19. Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus. Having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus and? By a new and living way. Which he consecrated for us, through his fle- uh, which is through his flesh, yes. The veil. And, and having a high priest and over the house a, of God. We still have a valid high priest. That's the point I'm trying to make. We have a valid high priest where? Over the house of God. So what's he doing then? Because the job of a high priest is already accomplished. As long as Aaron is concerned. But his job is not the Aaronic high priest. He has done, that one is temporal. So what's the main work? As I told you, the three aspects of the high priest, the Aaronic high priest, the kingly high priestly, and the heavenly high priesthood. Now, the Aaronic high priesthood is just earthly. But the kingly high priestly and the heavenly, uh, uh, heavenly high priest is heavenly. And so there are actually two major sessions. The first session, which is the earthly one, which is Aaron was doing, he has finished that one. But now he's gone and sat at the right hand of God as the high priest, performing another role as a high priest. So let's find out what exactly his high priestly role is and how it's relevant to us. Are you getting what I'm saying? Remember I told you, those he called, he justified. Those he justified, he actually sanctified. And those he sanctified, he glorified. And so there's a process and a program God has put in place for you and I. And our destination is to be glorified. Our destination is to be glorified. In Hebrews chapter 2 verse 10, it says that for it's, uh, it's, it's fitting for God in bringing many sons. Read it, read it, read it. For it was fitting for him. Oh, 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 everybody listen to this one very carefully. Okay, read it. For it was fitting for him, for whom are all things and by whom Some are all things. Some of you are not listening. Listen to him again. For it was fitting for God 
For whom are all things, uh -huh. and by whom are all things, and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons to glory. God, what is what's God trying to do? Bringing. I don't hear you, but the next. What is God trying to do? God's plan is to be to bring many sons to glory, bringing us to glory. So we are coming to glory. Does that make sense when the Bible says that creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons? The manifestation of the sons of God is actually the glorification of the sons of God. That is why he said creation is waiting to, uh, uh, creation itself is waiting to be re redeemed into the glorious glory, glorious liberties of the sons of God. Bible says that he who called you, 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 10, he called you into glory. Say, I'm called into glory. This month, glory will show up in your life. I said, this month, glory will show up in your life. People will look at you and they will say, wow, you are blessed. I wish I were you. They will say, I wish I were you. They will say, I wish I, I were you. They will say, I wish I was in your shoe. So shall it be for you. In the name of Jesus. Watch this. It is fitting for God in bringing many sons to glory. There, there are so many scriptures I, I would have showed you. Against Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 12, it talks about how we are coming into glory. In 1 Peter chapter 1, chapter 5, verse 10, it talks about how he has called us into glory. In 2 Peter chapter, chapter 1, verse 3, it talks about how he has called us into glory. If, remember, Colossians, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 10, 2 Peter chapter, 2, verse, chapter 1, verse 3, Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 12. And, and then, and what, which one else did I say? Colossians chapter 1, verse 27. Christ in you. In Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. Ah, thank you, Lord. In fact, I'm, I'm going too much on the glory, but I want to I have to show you how practically the glory works. That's, 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 that's the most important thing. Because I have to show you in Hebrews, the high priestly work. How it connects to glory. That's all I'm trying to do. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. Read it. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, ah. are being transformed into the same image. Watch, watch from this. Watch, 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 watch this. What's happening to us as we watch? We are what? We are what? Being. Is it we will be transformed or being? So that means that there is some glorification happening we are being transformed. Ah, how are we being transformed? From glory to glory. Ah, 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 ah. When someone says that you keep moving from house to house, that means that you are not homeless. Just that you have changed homes. So from house to house stands to indicate that you, are, you actually were in a house, but are moving into another house. From glory to glory means that you are actually in glory, but moving into another level of glory. So, when you are born again, you are introduced to an aspect of glory. But it's not full. And finally, according to uh, Colossians 3, 4, finally, when Christ appears, we shall be like him in glory. So, that will be the full manifestation of the glory in Philippians chapter 3, verse 1, he says that we shall not all sleep. Uh, uh, it talks about how when Jesus appeared, he will change our mortal, this sick, weak, tired, a little praise you did. See the way you are tired. 
He said, a time is coming when God will transform. Philippians chapter 3, verse, verse um, 21. He said, God will change this our vile bodies. How many of you agree with me that your body vile? Vile. I, I mean vile. If your body was not prone to being vile, you wouldn't need to buy deodorant. Deodorant, I'll brush your teeth, thank you. It's just a management system. It doesn't Stop it. Amy. <laughs> Vile bodies. It would be nice where you wouldn't have to go to the barbers and cut your hair and pay. It would be nice where you won't have to go to the hairdressers again because your hair. Some of you, it would be nice if you wouldn't be losing your hair again. Yes, it would be nice. A lot of people are fighting wrinkling, wrinkles. Fighting it, it will catch up with you. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> Anti-aging. <laughs> it's a fallacy, thank you. It's all, watch this, it's all temporal measures put in place to manage this vile body. <laughs> but he said, our vile bodies will be transformed into, what did he say? Who will transform our lowly bodies? Our lowly, other, I think the original key is vile. Who will transform our lowly bodies? Uh, that it may be conformed to his glorious into body. Into what? His glorious body. Hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. When he resurrected from the dead, he could walk through the wall. Yeah. That's hey. a glorified body. Hallelujah. He still had, he was eating fish. He was eating fish, but I believe he, he wouldn't even use the, the gents. Because it's a glorified body. That's what you are getting to. Shall glory! Shall glory! Shall glory! We are being, it's nice to see you. We are being transformed from glory to glory. Say glory to glory. Say glory to glory. glory, to glory. Say glory to glory. glory, to glory. I like the way Papa puts it. From glory to glory, there he said, that's my new realm. From glory to glory. That's my new realm. From glory to glory. From glory to glory. You don't say it. You are not saying it for me. You are saying it for yourself. And as you say, you have what you say. I said, from glory to glory. From glory to glory. I am saying a lot. All right, let, let, me, let me settle down on this. So the high priesthood of Jesus, according to Hebrews chapter 7, okay, Hebrews chapter 7, it says, talks from verse 14, it talks about how Jesus Christ, this person we are talking about, Moses said nothing about their priesthood. Verse 11 talks about how um, if there's a change of priesthood, that means the, change, the law has also changed. Because if you can imagine, you go to work and suddenly you see in town, SAS, top SA, Navy SEALs for America, whatever. So that's American basically. You see them on the roads of uh, Charlton, Dalston, Peckham, on the road doing what? They are doing the work of the tra traffic wardens. You'll be wondering, what? Has the law changed or something? <laughs> you understand? Breaks the market and soldiers with guns. And what all they are doing is just looking for parking, people who have broken parking rules. <laughs> that, 
That means you'll be wondering, what, have they changed the, the law? Because if soldiers don't have to come and do parking attendance job, that means there, there has been a, a change of rule. Now, in the same way, he says that if the, someone who was not in the, in the Levitical birth, canal, birth uh, line or lineage becoming a priest, that means the law has changed. So that's why he said in the verse 11 of Hebrews chapter 7, that where if the priesthood has changed, that means the law has also changed. Because talking about Christ, he's a high priest, but Moses, the Lord didn't say anything about people from his background becoming priests, people from his bloodline. So how come he's a priest? Because his priesthood, the other guys, their priesthood was based on the law. But he, uh, now I'm about to finish my message. His priesthood is not based on the law of ethnic commandments. His priesthood, verse 16, Joshua, please read it. Who Watch has, this. Yes, read it. Who has come? Not accord, according to the law of a fleshly commandment. He has come not according to the law of a fleshly commandment, like the others, uh-huh, but, but... But according to the power of an endless life. Hey! His priesthood is according to the power of... And some of you, your translation said, an indestructible life. A life that cannot end. A life that is indestructible. The life has faced death and conquered death. For 33 years, he was examined. He was persecuted. He was challenged. And it, he was found faultless. Pontius Pilate says in John chapter 19, verse 4 and verse 6, he said, I find no fault in him. And then he went to the cross. He went to the grave. Bible says, for it was not possible for the grave to hold him. He came out from the grave, overcame death. And this life that has overcome death, on the basis of this life, death-defying life, Bible says that when he resurrected from the dead, watch this, God declared that you are a son. Today, this day, I have begotten you. Now, if it is eternity, there's no time in eternity. So if God says, this day, I have begotten you, that means that Jesus became a son in a certain way on a certain day. That was the day, I'm talking about Acts chapter 13, verse 33. When you go, we can check it. That was the day he was born as, watch this, watch this. Um, I think I need to make someone understand this. Okay, my seat is here. So let's say I'm God, okay? That's Jesus, seated in heaven, seated in heaven, and then the Trinity, and then God decides to come among human beings. So he came into the womb of Mary and took on humanity, wrapped himself with humanity, okay? So now, when he was walking on earth, though he was by nature God, he was also by nature man. Okay, is that true? All right, watch this. So he was by nature man, and that's why he was hungry. That's why, and Jesus wept. That's why Jesus was tired. That's why he cried on the cross. That's why they killed him. You can't kill God, but you can kill man. That's why he was born. So when he lived on the earth, he lived as man. Watch this. And this man, Jesus, they crucified. You look like uh, Pharaoh. Come and crucify me. <laughs> so put me to death. Bible says that in, watch this, in Acts chapter 2, in Acts chapter 2, by verse 23, it said, you by the hands of lawless men have put him to death. So they crucified him. So kill me. And he died. <laughs> you see, I told you. You see, I told you. Ow! Ow! Eli, Eli, Lamar, Zabatani. Ah! 
<laughs> and guess what? You are finished killing me. Go, please. <laughs> and Jesus died. Okay, when Jesus died, the ignorant Muslim will tell you that you are telling so God died. No, you are ignorant. God can't die. How can God die? But the human Jesus, who was divinity in humanity, died. And when he died, for the first time, watch this, for the first time, human being, a human being, rose back from the dead. Human nature conquered death. He swallowed up death in victory. So, so he says, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, that he, verse 23, he is the firstborn from the dead. Okay, so he resurrected, watch this, he resurrected from the dead and he now became our high priest. So this, if he had not come as man, he couldn't be qualified to be a high priest. But because he had to be a high priest, he had to be a man so that he can be a high priest for us. Watch this. And now this high priest is somebody who has conquered death. So his priesthood is not based on a commandment a law, human law, by his priesthood is according to an indestructible life. So this indestructible, uh, uh, undying li- life, okay, uh, what other one, where's, uh, where, where did you read it? Endless. Endless life. Watch this, I'm, I'm getting someone, I'm going to end in a minute. This endless life is a life that destroys death. It's a life that defeats death. The problem is that he has saved us from our, from our sins. But Bible says that, really quickly, go on, verse 17, look at this. For he testifies, uh-huh. you are a priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. And then what else? For on the one hand, there is an annulling of the four commandments. Because, because of, of my time, weakness. go to, jump to verse 20. Verse 20. And in as much made priest without an oath, for they have become priests without an oath, uh-huh. but he with an oath by him who said to him, the Lord so has... So all the other guys were priests without an oath. Yeah. But he has become an oath by the Lord who said to him, I swear, God swore, God swore, he said, I swear, you are a priest forever after the order, not of Aaron, after the order of Melchizedek. Read it again. The Lord has sworn and will not relent. You are a priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. By so much more, Jesus has become a surety of a better covenant. He has become a, a surety. Say surety. surety. Say surety. surety. The Greek word for surety is engouge. Uh-huh. Surety, which means that the sponsor. He is the sponsor. He is the guarantee. He is the guarantee of a better covenant. Because he does not die, now he was erected to be a guarantee for the better covenant you have with God. So that God cannot turn his back against you. Situations cannot overpower you as long as he's your Shorty of a better covenant. Ah, time will not permit me to go there, but I'm, I want to get to. I'm traveling. Let's get to 25 quickly. Verse 23. Also, there were many priests. There were how many? many. There were how many? many? That's talking about the ironic type of priest. Yes, yes, yes. Read it. Because they were prevented by death oh, from yes, continuing. Yes, yes, yes. Ah, the reason why they were a lot, because at every point in time, you need one prime minister, you need one president. But why is it that we have so many prime ministers? Obama is the 44th or so. America, why so many? 
Because death cannot allow them to continue. Someone will die, another person will come. These high priests also, death prevented them from continuing. Death is a major problem to humanity. I'm getting somewhere now. Death prevented them from continuing. So read the verse 23 again. Also, there were many priests uh-huh. because they were prevented by death from continuing. Uh-huh. But he, but he, he continues forever. Because he continues forever, has an unchangeable priest. He has what? An I don't hear you. I know some of you have done so long, so you are tired. I, he has what? Louder. What does that mean? He doesn't need someone to take over from him. He has an unchangeable priesthood. Now, this is leading me to the message. He has an unchangeable priesthood. His priesthood does not change. Why? Because the other ones had to change because of death. Because that priesthood was surrounded with death. It had an aura of death. It was prone to death. Like all of us here. Bible says that death passed through all men. Romans chapter 5. So, you are born again. But some things, the signs of death, the smell of death, the aura of death. What are the, what's the aura of death? Aura of death is the bondage I told you earlier on. The futility I told you earlier on. The, 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 the corruption I told you earlier on. These are all signs of death. So even though we are saved, there are signs of death all around us. Even though we are saved, There are signs of death, poverty, frustration, sighing, discouragement, sickness. These are all signs of death. These are all the, the, the manifestation of death in different ways. The environment of death, the atmosphere of death. So you may not be dead, but there are elements, signs of death around you, wrinkling skins. Loss of hair, confusion in the mind, failing exam. Some of you have written one exam about 20 times. You keep failing it. Signs of death. You understand that? They, he, he said, dentures. Are, are you getting what I'm saying? Uh, no, no, please. This is not getting serious. So there's a lot of us are saved, but still, the smell, the signs of death. Get it? The signs of death. Marital frustration. Marital confusions. Family crisis. Signs of death. Am I talking to somebody at all? There are, there are two categories of people I'm talking to. Some, those who are saved and those who are not saved. Those who are not saved, as for you, there's no hope. It starts with being saved. But some of us are saved and you realize that you are poor. You are saved. You realize that your marriage is frustrating. Or your wife has become like uh, the devil. Your husband has become... You are saved and you can't handle your child. You don't know how to raise your child. Your child is stressing you. Or your child is sickly. Or you are saved and your health is a challenge. To, am I talking to somebody? Now, but this is not what God gave us. So where from this? All creation has been subjected to futility, to pollution, to bondage. And now, creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. But we ourselves... Even though we have been saved. So those he, just, he justified, he also 
sanctified, and those he sanctified, he also glorified. So our journey in bringing many sons to glory, what is this glory about? This glory is when the sons of God, we begin to, creation is waiting for the manifestation, who we actually are, by virtue of the glory of God inside us, beginning to show and, uh, watch this, this, uh, uh, listen, listen, this glory is a uh, death-defying glory. In, so uh, our high priest Jesus, when he comes to minister himself into us, he's ministering the heaven. He's ministering his power, his glory into us. So that when we begin to live out this glory, all those signs of death, failure, frustration, shame, defeat, uh, uh, struggles, sicknesses, they begin to one after the other. The more the glory manifests, the more those things, because when you show light, darkness goes. You don't have to suck darkness. Light comes, darkness goes. Glory comes, death departs. Now watch this. Because my time, let me finish. Is someone getting anything at all? Watch this. So he said, verse 24 again, listen to this very carefully. Don't look into your Bible. Listen to this. Read it again. But he because he continues forever. Because he, why does he continue forever? Because he has an unchangeable priesthood. Not just that. Why does he have an unchangeable Because he has that. In, his priesthood is based on life that cannot be destroyed. Indestructible life. Okay? So because he continues, watch this, go ahead. Therefore. Because of that, therefore, on the basis of the fact that he continues forever, therefore, he is also able to say to the other. Ah! Pause! Are we not saved already? Then why is he saying he's also able to save to the uttermost? The salvation has come, but it must be pushed to the uttermost based on the indestructible life. So he has an indestructible life. We have been saved from the punishment and consequences of sin. But on this earth, we are surrounded by death. And so now, his his high priesthood work is to issue himself more into us and as he issues that life into us we be, the life which is the glory of God begin to have an impact on the death situations around us read it again therefore he is also able to, save, to, also able to save to any extent to save to the uttermost to save completely some of you are saved, but you are not happy. Some of you are saved, but you are still struggling with an addiction. You need salvation to the uttermost. Some of us are saved, but you don't, you don't understand what's wrong with your body. You don't understand. People are sharing their testimony, and you are questioning yourself. Why? I, 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 my hypocrite, I love Jesus. What's going on with me? Death. Not the death that keeps you away from God, but the death on earth. Because he saved us from sin and death. So how come he says he's bringing us to glory? The glory is to begin to manifest this death-defying power. This death-defying life into us. So he says, therefore, he's able to save to the uttermost those, read it. Those who come to God through him. Why? Since he always lives to he, make intercessions ah, for them. Jesus always lives to make intercessions. Him? Yes, that's what he's doing now. What's he doing? 
High priest, yes, we have a high priest who is making intercession. Remember, in, watch this. Remember, in Luke chapter 22, verse 31, he said, Simon, Simon, Satan has desired to shake you like wheat, but, verse 32, but I have prayed for you. I have prayed for you that your faith will not fail. So when he's praying for us, he's not praying for you for a car. He's not praying for you for a husband. He's not praying for you for a job, a new job. He's praying for you that your faith will not fail. He's praying for you that glory will begin to manifest. He's praying for you that you will walk in the glorious liberties of the sons of God. Shout hallelujah! There are only two places in the Bible where Jesus makes intercession. Only two. Two places. Hebrews is one of them. He said, he left, therefore, he lives to make intercession. Ever live it. So the high priestly role, the kingly high priest, his ministers to us. But the heavenly priesthood saves us wow. to the uttermost. Saves us from divorce. Saves us from sudden death. Saves us from satanic attacks. Saves us from cancer. Amen. We are saved. What, what I'm saying is serious. We are saved. Why is, why is he saying saved to the uttermost? Because the uttermost salvation is what is called the manifestation of the sons of God. It's what is called from glory to glory. So, ah, this is good. From glory to glory. From glory. The two places. Number one, he said he's making intercession for us. is in uh, Hebrews chapter 7 verse 25. The only other place he said he's making intercession for us. Romans 8, 34. That's the only place. And when you read Romans 8.34, let me show you. I want to end on this, okay? Is that okay? Romans chapter 8, we read it earlier on. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. Now, he says that, therefore, what shall we say to these things? If God be for us. Now, we are talking about glory. He's talking about glory. So he says that God is glorifying us. And then after he said, those he called, he justified, those he justified, he glorified. He said, therefore, who shall say, what shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against? Because we have the indestructible life. Watch this. Who can be against us? Then he went on to say that he who did not spare his only son, that's argument, but gave him for us. How, verse 32, why not? How not shall he then with him freely give us all things? Then he goes on to say in verse 33, read it, Joshua. Who shall bring a charge against God? Who can, who, who can bring a charge so that you can't be glorified? Who? who can bring a charge against you? That you can't be glorified. Who? Who can bring a charge? He said that if someone qualifies to bring a charge to disqualify you, read it. It is God who justifies. God, he is rather supposed to bring the charge. He's justifying you. So with God, you pass. Go ahead. Who is he who condemns? Now, if someone should condemn you, Christ is the perfect one who should be able to condemn. But he rather, he's not condemned. What is he doing? It is Christ who died, and furthermore is also risen. He's risen. Who is even at the right hand? Hey, watch, watch this. He's risen, and where is he? At the right hand of God. Where is he? You remember I thought about that. Where is he? At the right hand of God. Doing what? Who also makes intercession for us? Hallelujah! Hallelujah! He is at the right hand of God, making intercession for us. We thank. God for using his servant, Reverend Dr. David Entry, to share this awesome word. If this message has blessed you in any way, please spread the word by sharing it and send us an email to amen at caris.org. 
Remember to stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube and Twitter for regular updates on what God is doing here at Caris Ministries. Stay blessed.